up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX. This is episode number 32. Crazy um, that this has been going on for as long as it has. Appreciate you guys being here. So just want to give you guys a little heads up. We have a new software that we're testing out. So just hope that everything goes smooth. But if it doesn't, just know that's what's going on. I uh, just want to say, if you guys want to support this uh, podcast, you guys can super chat. This is airing on YouTube. Later on, it's going to be distributed to Anchor. If you guys want to listen to the audio format. But all the members on here, um, if you follow them, if you want to support this podcast, super chat on YouTube is a way to do that. And just so you know, it is distributed amongst everyone on this panel. So again, good way to shout out your favorite content creator on this panel. But yeah, let's get into it, guys. We have so much to talk about today. We are going to look at Google Stadia. Again, they announced two new games that no one was expecting. And then they have something with FIFA coming up next week. We'll talk a little about that. XCloud, I felt like, had the biggest announcement this week with 17 games coming to XCloud, which is absolutely insane. We have news from GeForce Now with The Witcher 3 from GOG being a thin on the platform. We'll talk about that, too. And then Amazon Luna bringing two games to the platform this week, so we'll talk about that, too. But that's the podcast, and we'll give you guys a quick update on Shadow. Um, Hopefully, Mark will put you on, on blast with, with the shadow news again. Uh, but yeah, so we'll talk about that too. All right, fellas, let's get into this. Introduce the panel, introduce our guests to get started. Jerry, how are you doing, sir? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using, sir? I am doing good as usual. And kind of like you were mentioning, I, I jumped into a little bit more Witcher on GeForce Now just to uh, mess around with it there. But mostly what I've been doing is um, Luna and xCloud on PC. I know I said I wasn't going to do it until it officially came out, but you know, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't resist it. And I jumped in right. and started messing around with it and uh, really pleasantly surprised compared to the experience with it uh, prior to this uh, test app on the PC. So uh, playing a lot on there and... Um, Sonic Racing and Far Cry 2 on Luna. I've actually been putting a good bit of time in with that. And uh, Sonic, I have been playing on TV, phone, and the PC app. I love that game anyway. So like yeah. when they dropped it, I had no idea it was coming. And pff, that's pretty much all I've been playing the last two days. Right. Sonic is, is so fun. Um, again, yeah. if you like Mario Kart, it's, it's up your alley. But I, we'll get into that because it's something that um, I just realized when I was playing it that I was kind of upset about. So I can't wait to get you taking that, but we'll touch on that. Duncan, how are you, sir? How have you been? What have you been playing? Also, what platform? One second. Okay. <laughs> you good. You're good. He's experiencing a small amount of latency. Just... <laughs> yes, just 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 a, just a wee bit there. There, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Right, I'm back. Cool, Don't, cool. Everybody can calm down now. <laughs> 
no, uh, I have been playing on a range of stuff this week, but my primary thing I've been playing is back on Xbox. I've got Makishi now, and I am just rocking that out now, and it's absolutely uh, amazing doing that. I've also, or, or, or on Xbox, it's, uh, I've been playing uh, Rage 2. Uh, we're we're oh. probably coming, coming to that uh, oh. later. It's on Assassin's Creed because I'm doing a bit of the streaming from the console. Uh, on uh, GeForce, I've been playing a bit of Planet Base again still, because that's my chill-out game. And on Stadia, I've been playing some uh, F1. So it's been a very week for me, and today has been nothing but a big gaming session for me today, so I'm well happy with that. <laughs> Dag, I love how you've just hopping from platform to platforms, games from games. It's pretty cool. Again, the beauty of cloud gaming, for sure. Cool, cool. How about you, Mark? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using? Go listen. Uh, this week, uh, still playing around a bit with uh, GTA Online. Again, just just something that I find myself, you, you can get back into it and spend some time with it and then not touch it for a while. But it's one of those that after, I think I mentioned this last week, like eight years of GTA 5. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous i swear to god they've had gta 6 done and dusted for years now but they're just like this makes us so much money we'll just right. we'll keep that over there um so yeah a bit of that and then uh yesterday i checked out century ages of ashes it's the uh dragon riding battle royale arena i think that's the best way to describe it huh. it's it's a uh, free early access on steam at the moment if anyone wanted to check it out but uh yeah i was pleasantly surprised for an early access game how polished it was the controls the graphics um even a couple of game modes in there uh easy to find matches it was pretty good although there was a lot of monetization stuff oh. i was like this is early access we need some money to finish off. So here's the <laughs> shop. The shop is done. We finished oh, the shop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've played those over, over uh, Shadow mainly. Yeah, I noticed he was streaming it. How was the stream for you? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good. Enjoyed it. Awesome. How about you, Holtz? I, I just want to say, Holtz, it's, it's good to have you back on this show. Last week, I, I felt like I was double, ganged upon, you know, so good good to have you back, Holtz. Just well, I'm gl- I'm glad throw that out there. I missed you all too as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was in the chat last week, so I was this week I've just been recovering, so I haven't yeah. been really focusing much, but I've just been jumping between um, Forza, Motorsport 7, and Horizon 4. Okay. This week, just relaxing, just playing on xCloud and on the xbox itself my heart was set to play crash bandicoot 5 the upgraded version but i've had issues with that on the sony end it won't let me download it so i'm a bit annoyed this week so i just carried on playing my racing games oh interesting i wonder why they didn't allow the download to happen yeah there's just something wrong with like there's a bug that's not allowing like previous purchase to to from cross-platform from last gen to this gen so a lot of people have got issues on the digital side interesting okay Cool. Good to have you back, Holds. Seriously. Good to have you. How about you, Ben? So, so, we're, so, we're there. so Go I mean, ahead. Is, it, is it two of us against seven now? <laughs> There's, actually, I think it's three. Avery's on outside in this one. So okay. it's three against what? What did, I, what did I miss last week that you were getting ganged up on? Stadia, man. Stadia. <laughs> Stadia? You mean the completely dead cloud gaming platform? Yeah. Stadia? <laughs> 
as he drinks out of the Stadia branded yeah. bottle. <laughs> Ooh. How do you have a different lid than me? Oh, wait. No, I never put the lid on. No, At least this is orange. We'll go with this, too, right? All right. All right. <laughs> but uh, cool, cool. How about you, Ben? Fill us in. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I did, um, I don't know, we did a community stream over on Sunny's server last week or last Sunday. So we did a uh, dead by daylight, which is the first time I ever played it. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, played some grid. Um, then I switched over to Xbox and played everything. <laughs> um, online mode, watchdogs, Legion, um, all the Bethesda stuff. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So we'll, we'll get into, um, Watch Dogs Legions. What's that recently? No, that was Far Cry for Luna. My bad. Run game. All right, let's check in with us. I'm hearing myself echoing. I don't know where that's coming from, but let's check in with our guest today. Uh, Avery, thank you for being here again. Um, been been wanting to get you in the show for a long time, so thanks for accepting it. But yeah, fill us in. What have you been playing? What platform have you been using? Also, um, just... Give us an update on you, what you do, and you know what, where can people find you for sure. Yeah, yeah, so good to be on the show today. I, I appreciate the invite. You and I played Discord tag for like three yeah, we weeks because I never, uh, and apparently everybody just hates me, so we just got rid of everybody. Fine, I don't want to be on a podcast with you people, anyways. Um, so we, uh, yeah, I, uh, so for those who don't know me, um, I'm Avery. I'm the host of the Stadia Source Roundtable podcast uh, on Stadia Source, your number one source for Stadia news and reviews. Uh, and uh, I also uh, lead our stream team, Dream Team. So I just saw I saw Dom in the chat, one of my streamers. Um, right. And uh, yeah, we uh, we cover Stadia stuff. Um, I'm a Stadia stan, uh, one of those one of those diehard Stadia defenders. Uh, but uh, <laughs> somehow finding a realistic pragmatism here in the past uh, couple months, I don't know why I would be suddenly becoming more realistically pragmatic about Stadia's future. Uh, but Enjoying, uh, enjoying my time on the platform. Uh, as far as what I've been playing, so despite being the host of a Stadia-specific podcast, I don't play on Stadia anymore. Whoa. I'm You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say that. Uh, I've kind of played through a lot of the games I want to play through uh, yeah. on Stadia, but the biggest problem is I'm now playing Final Fantasy XIV again. This game Ooh. took over my life for a year in 2015 before they released even the first expansion pack. Um, I, I was like, I heard that they were going to add the gold saucer to the game, and I was like, I'm back. I'm in. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and so I played for like a year, uh, and then uh, they announced Heaven's Word, and I moved, and life went crazy, and had terrible internet where I moved to, and so I just never got back in. Um, and then I've never really had a, like since then, I haven't really had a computer that could handle it. Um, and now I do. It's sitting right next to me in glowing blue, and I like it very much. Uh, and so I just was like, you know what? Let's let's. I, it's on sale right now. It's got all the expansions on sale. I'm just gonna hit the hit the trigger on that. And so I did. And I haven't played anything else. I'll touch a couple of Stadia games here and there um, when we do like a group game night or something. But for the most part, I'm just stuck in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so that has been taking up like all of my game time in the past month. 
Uh, I'm sure I will get back into playing more things on Stadia. Um, some of these Game Pass offerings are getting real, <laughs> real, like, mm. mm-hmm. uh, And when I first <laughs> bought this computer, I subscribed to Game Pass for a month just to give it a shot. And I was like, I've never played a lot of these games. Yeah. I like to have played these. So yeah. I'm, and, and we're buying a house right now. So I'm going to have like a media room Ooh. and I'm probably going to want to put a console in there. Nice. Uh, probably going to be black and square because now I can just play Stadia on that apparently. I'm it's where yeah, that's me right now. That's me right now. <laughs> that is awesome. Dun- that is Duncan awesome. is just sitting there going <laughs> I, I planted seeds and they are coming to fruition. <laughs> I'm saying I'm sitting here saying absolutely nothing. I'm just, <laughs> I, 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 model. I, I'm just glad that you take your own hole there and you have to you have to sort that out. <laughs> just because I don't play games on it doesn't mean I don't have opinions on it. Like everyone else on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. And there was me, you threw me off. You said black and square. And I was like, what console's that? And I looked, oh, the Xbox is more rectangle, but I knew what he was trying to get. <laughs> Square from above, rectangle from the side. Uh, there you go. There you go. Or Tower of Mordor if you went for PS5. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, cool, cool. Again, every. So hold on real quick. You playing Final Fantasy 14. That's the online one, right? Yeah. They also had a Final Fantasy 11. That was online as well, right? So thing about Final Fantasy 11. Final Fantasy 11 is the reason I dropped out of college. Yeah, same. Um, when, yeah, when I, there yeah. was, back in 2004, 2005, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would be playing that game, and I'd look over, and my clock would say 2.30 a.m., oh. and I yeah. would say this in my head. Well, the attendance policy for that class is if you have five absences, you automatically get a B, but if you have six, you get a C. How many do I have right now? I have six. So I can get one more and still have a D. And you do that conversation with yourself enough, you can't stay in school anymore. So yeah. me in college decided to see other people, and Final Fantasy Eleven was the reason. <laughs> so it's crazy like that i don't know if you guys got uh played the playstation 2 online but when that came out with the network adapter that was like the only two games socom and final fantasy 11 online and then everquest came later but yeah that does were my go-to games right just final fantasy 11 and socom us navy seals on the playstation 2 with the network adapter so yeah that game uh took a lot of a lot of my time so i hear you on that and 14 as well cool cool man good stuff again good to have you on here for sure all right so let's hop into the news man again a lot has happened this week we're going to start off with amazon luna um and good stuff i would say this was a decent decent week and first of all just want to say shout outs to luna because i've been playing a lot of, of it this week And I just realized how awesome this platform is. And this platform has a lot of potential. And thank you uh, for people telling me to spend more time with it. So I've been playing a lot of Sonic Team Racing and um, playing a lot of Rainbow Six Sage. Streamed it yesterday. Um, And it's it's fun. It's fun. So let's talk about this, right? So Sonic Team Racing and Far Cry 2 was the two games that was just released for Luna. And people have a joke with Luna saying that it takes a month for one game to come to the platform. But if you guys have been paying attention lately, more games have been releasing frequently. Um, So that's a good sign. But let's check in with the panel, see what your thoughts are. 
with these two games releasing for Luna. Did any of you guys play it? Are you guys excited about it? And yeah, just get your feedback. So we'll start with Holtz. What's your take on Far Cry 2 and Sonic Team Racing? Coming of course, to- I love the whole Sonic Team Racing. I'm a, a big, huge um, kart racer fan. It's just it's mod racers, Sonic racers, Mario Kart. I just love the little bit of fun and kick back and relax. So seeing this, I thought this is one game that I would actually play. Far Cry 2, I own it, but I wouldn't go back on it to play it on the cloud systems. But I would like to see maybe them getting more Far Cries. So hopefully one day they'll actually get the new Far Cry 6. So it's yeah. a good step in the right direction, but it's nothing that can really excite me at the moment to okay. get on board Luna. But at the moment, I can I can probably count now about 11 games that I want to play on the platform now. So it's getting That's there. good. So I noticed they're getting the Japanese titles that you might be interested in. Right, um, with the normal heroes, I don't know where you are with the what is I can never say this game, Katamari, uh, game as well, and then the Sonic games as well. Um, I know you're big with the Japanese uh gaming, so any of those games catching your interest? No, not the ones I mean, I'm not gonna go back to heroes one and two, I'm looking okay. forward to number three, but me, I'm more of like Castlevania collection, okay, play yeah. and stuff like that, so. There's yeah. a few games that I want to dive in that I've not played, and it'd be great to jump back into that nostalgia feel. But for sure, for sure, yeah, I'm a big Japanese fan of RPGs and stuff like that. But the, the, actually, no one actually has got them yet. So when it's, when it's a certain platform, if Luna gets them, I will be jumping on board. So I think Xbox is doing a good job. I mean, sorry to stay on this topic, but uh, you got the Yakuza series, uh, mm-hmm. Dragon Quest as well. Um, but yeah, they. Seem to begin some good Japanese titles for sure. All right, let's let's move on. Mark, what's your take on these Luna games coming? I just assumed you were gonna uh, skip all the English. Sorry, Duncan, all the non-US people. <laughs> the Luna. Um, it's it's good to see the the title slowly drip in. Uh, I know people say we kind of give them a pass, like oh, it would be a slow week if we were talking about Stadia, but. I mean, Luna has done the thing that Stadia did not do, which is slap the beta tag on it. So it kind of gets a pass, for me at least. Uh, it's good to see him slowly coming in. With um, Same thing for me every week until I can at least try it, is that uh, with the AWS infrastructure, I don't understand the, the like being them being so reserved at letting more people in. Let us in, Luna. We want to love you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, week after week, that will be my answer until we can, you know, until we can give it a go outside the US. Sure. You know that you say, you know, let us in because we want to love you. Everybody <laughs> said that to Stadia too. Now look. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> Let's I don't know get what you're me. talking about. <laughs> Duncan, let's get to you. What are you taking these two games coming? Yeah, it's basically the same as Market Holds. It's it's like uh, we can't really talk until we actually get our hands hands into it. Uh, But I think it is extremely interesting what games are actually going to the Luna Plus library. We know that Far Cry 2 is going to the Ubisoft uh, one. with that, they, they seem to be targeting uh, sort of niche sort of titles, which are going to draw in some more of the hardcore model or hardcore 
hardcore people into it uh, who know about these games. I know Sonic isn't the, oh my god, that's a big hardcore game. It's, it's just that it's the one, it's the games over the last couple of weeks that have been added in, which is really interesting. The thing I'm actually coming round to, and I've been debating this for a while, is why it hasn't been ruled out into the UK yet, is I wonder if it's Ubisoft uh, Plus is that the issue there? There's some sort of hang up there, some legal issues where they can't actually push that out because it's all US only. I'm wondering if that is something to do with it. But uh, it's a it's a Luna Week in beta dropping a dropping two games. Sorry, one game in Luna Plus, one game in Ubisoft. They're ticking along as I think they're happy enough the way they're ticking along. But the one big thing what they have started this week is they're starting to get the big Twitch uh, streamers on board to Luna. I'm not sure if anybody else has noticed that. They are going after some of the bigger Twitch ones and they are getting them playing games, retweeting them, interacting with them as well. So I think we're starting to see a bit of a push for Luna in the US. So I'm curious, what games are the big Twitch streamers streaming on Luna? They have done a bit, I think it was Resident Evil and uh, Panzer Dragoon as well. Oh. I know. Oh, hold shaking his head there. <laughs> what a what a what a top tier title there. Panzer yes. Dragoon. That's, yes. that's, 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 a, exactly, that's yeah. exactly what I yeah. was thinking yeah. of. Like, everyone go wild. Thousands of people following. I think to be fair with them, I think he was doing a lot of them. That was that I, I am Brandon person, so he was actually doing a, a number of games. So it's he's yeah. he's fairly high profile, and that's the one he's been getting picked up in the verge and things like that as well. So again, it's it's interesting. Interesting to see that they're doing a, a bit of a push. It's interesting because I was trying to stream that game and it's like, what what should I stream? Right? Like what's gonna catch people's attention? And I think that's the issue that these big streamers are potentially gonna run into. I mean, if you're not streaming an Ubisoft title, what the hell is there to stream on Luna? Um, but anyway, we'll we'll get back into more of that. Ben, what's your take on these two games coming to Luna? I was in the middle of typing something. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I don't have much of an opinion. I know the the Sonic Racing one looks awesome, um, but I haven't gotten to play it yet. Um, Far Cry Two. I don't know. I haven't played any of the Far Cries yet, so okay. I just don't have much of an opinion on it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Avery, let's get to you, sir. What's he taking these two games coming to Luna? Uh you know, I will say kart racing is currently a category that seems to be missing from most cloud services. So Luna getting uh, Sonic Team Racing is a good catch there. Uh, second Sonic game on there, Sonic Mania, phenomenal game. So I, I, I will say and have always said more games on cloud, better. Doesn't yeah. matter what games they are. There is an, there is always somebody who wants to play any game that you can put out there. So absolutely Good on them. More, just more, more, more. <laughs> True. Good, good stuff. Jerry, let's check in. So you're probably one of the few people in here that have played these games on Luna. So what's your take? How's the performance? And what what are your likes and dislikes about playing these games? Yeah, so first off, I was happy to see you start saying you were having fun 
playing on Luna, and then you were yeah. you were having fun in your stream uh, yesterday as well with Rainbow Six, and that was great because you've had a rocky start with Luna, and oh, um, sure. it's it's been something that uh, whether it's my location, you know, globally or whatever it is, it just always works really really well for me. The one of the big thing reasons why I play Luna is the controller. Uh, it it's what pulls me in because. I set it up when I got it four weeks ago, and I've never had to open the app since. I've never had to open to, to reset it up. I go to my TV, my phone, my PC, or my laptop, and I open the app. I turn on the controller. It says your controller's connected. Done. Good to go. Yeah. And that experience makes it so easy that the controller itself is one of the big reasons why I keep playing it. Um, like Avery said, and I say this for all cloud, I say it with GeForce Now every week as well, these games aren't for everybody. They're not, you know, the games that come out aren't, aren't necessarily going to cater to us or hardcore gamers, but all the games we can get, the better. The bigger the libraries get, the bigger the audience can get. Sonic's a great game. There's a huge fan base for Sonic Racing. I've, like I said, I've dived in and really enjoyed playing this on Luna. No performance issues whatsoever. And Far Cry 2, um, I played about two hours of the beginning of that again in there. And it's an older game, so you can like max out the settings on that with no problem. And uh, it doesn't have any issues. It holds those settings and it looks gorgeous. It's playing well over 60 FPS and uh, does really well too. So I've had a great experience with these two games on Luna and just Luna in general. I agree, I agree. So let me ask you this question. Um, a question, of, so if you look at the trail of Sonic uh, Team Racing, right, especially like Luna advertised this, and in the trail it says, play in line with your friends, right? Okay, I, I see that face. That that seems to be my biggest gripe with Luna right now, and I just want to know what your thoughts are on that. So if you have a, Luna Plus is considered a channel just like Ubisoft Tom Plus, right? So I'm noticing the games that come to Luna Plus does you can't play online because Luna does, they don't have their own online, you know, platform yeah. or whatever you want to call it like Stadia does. Right. So going forward, how are they going to, if a game is not coming out on like Ubisoft connect, how are they going to deal with the whole online part of things? Because that's a big feature for that game and it's missing. It, it is. And it's one of the first things I noticed um, that I'm missing in the game because I love online play for yeah. both Mario Kart and for Sonic uh, and that stuff. However, I knew that was going to be the case just because, like you said, um, you know, on the Ubisoft channel, we have online play through that on the Luna Plus channel. We don't yet. Right. Um, people don't want to hear this again right now. But being in beta, <laughs> I'm not that surprised Okay. New World is an online game. It's going to be on the Luna Plus channel when it releases August 31st. Mm. That's pretty much widely known. Nothing's been like advertised on it, but we pretty much know that's what's going to happen. It's an exclusive Amazon Games game. It's going to be on Luna. There's no way it's not going to be. That mm. has been pushed back to August for good reason. And I think it has to do with everything just working together, not only polishing the game, but Luna being where it needs to be as well, because you have to have that online structure for that to work. Yeah. When that happens, I believe we're going to see online functionality for these games start to flood back into the library, but it's just not there yet, and they're still in that phase of gathering data, having us keep playing the games, give feedback, and uh, I think overall it's been pretty positive from everybody that's that's been playing. We are missing that feature, but I think it's definitely coming before they leave beta and by the time New World comes. it's It's got to. That's a good point. New World coming and how that can bring multiplayer to the platform. Definitely going to keep my eye on that. Sure. So with Jerry talking about the controller, I've just theorized something. 
so I don't want to throw out there. Uh, so last last week we had uh, obviously the the beta opened up a bit to Fire TV customers. Mm-hmm. With that, I noticed uh, obviously I have to go to Amazon US, but I noticed okay, more people might be going to get the controller. As Jerry just said, it, it's fantastic. I, from a lot of people I've heard, it's got great reviews. For that reason, it's unavailable. And I just checked again, it still is. So that's now the second week. So could potentially the controller be something that's holding them back from launching Luna wider? If it's manufacturing issues because of COVID, they don't have enough stock of the controller. When they push the service out, they want people to be using the Lunar controller, one, money in their pocket, you know, extra sales for controllers. But two, as Jerry's just said, the experience with the Lunar controller is so much better in identifying which platform you're going to be using, if it's a TV, if it's a PC, if it's your phone. And without the Lunar control, obviously I haven't used it, so I don't know if it's quite as seamless if you're pairing something like a PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller. So where they don't want people having this reduced um experience like a lesser experience with it they're waiting until you know stocks of the controller are a bit are in a better place it's also be regulatory because you have to you have to get devices that run off of bluetooth and wi-fi have to be approved by you know in the in the states have to be approved by the fcc i would imagine there are similar bodies in other countries so it could simply Mm -hmm. be that they're just waiting on some paperwork to get done and in covid land getting paperwork done is harder yeah yep True, true. I I would say playing Luna though is still really buggy, and the controller might be an issue as to why it's not elsewhere. But I think it still needs a lot of work. Just being realistic, um, there are times when I have great experience with the platform. There are times when it struggles. So I, I don't think they've met that steady consistency when it comes to performance yet. To say, okay, we're gonna. I think they're still trying to iron that out, right, before they go other places. But that's just my take. Um, but anyone else can hop in on that, for sure. Okay. I think it's probably all of them. You know, yeah. what Mark says with the controller, supply constraints and bugs. Um, I, I don't have a lot of issues, but there are performance issues. There are bit rate issues in the stream that aren't ironed out yet that, of course, Stadia does the best still when it comes to the actual stream quality but yeah i think that just everything in general but as duncan has mentioned too we're seeing a huge expansion over there for uh bringing in amazon games employees and getting community managers rolling overseas for us so yeah i think that it is all coming pretty soon and i think you're going to see a lot come um like june like june july and as we start rolling into the summer and we get one two three months before um New World's coming out. I think you're going to see more quickly rapid expansion and and bug fixes and updates and things like that. Cool, cool. It, it would be really weird if New World New World was a was a Luna Plus title, so you could get it if you could subscribe to Luna, but you can't subscribe to Luna anywhere else in the world. So everywhere else, you have to pay the fifteen ninety nine for your subscription to New World or whatever. Like, there's yeah. some weirdness there if it's not kind of balanced. That's a good point. That's a good point. So hopefully, again, they figure that out. And by the time New World launches, right, hopefully it'll be in the UK and other places. But keep an eye out for that one for sure. Um, y'all ready to move on to GeForce now? Or do we still have more Luna stuff to discuss? Okay, so we're going to check into GeForce now, move into there. So 
good week, I would say. And I'm curious to see what the panel have to say. And again, hold uh, this. Um, I'm curious to get your take on here. So just last week, I talked about it will be nice to bring old games back. And some of you guys might argue that The Witcher was already in the platform. But The Witcher made a huge appearance on GeForce Now this week with, I would say, how many titles here? Um, three, possibly four Witcher titles um, being available on the platform. Now, this is the GOG version of the game. So the uh, previously, I believe, Steam version of the game was available. So The Witcher is here and is here in all of his glory on GeForce Now for this week. Several other games was released. Uh, Stronghold, Warlords was one. Monster Energy, Supercross, four was another one. And Pascal's Wager, uh, Definite Edition, was another game for GeForce Now for this week. But just want to get your take. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on these games coming to the GeForce Now platform? Are you guys excited or do you think it's another week? Week, week. <laughs> For GeForce Now, so let's get the panel's take on this to start. Mark, what's he taking GeForce Now games for this week? Uh, I thought it was a strong week. Uh, maybe, hmm, maybe not necessarily the the game list, but what the integration means for the platform. So, as you said, Witcher Three was already on there. Um, you know, it could be personal preference. In my opinion, Witcher 3 is the, the stronger of, of the series. It is just one of my favorites. And as we said, that's already on there through Steam. But it's just the growing integration with GOG. GOG is a, as a library has over, I think it's like 3,300 titles. It's definitely over 3,000 titles. So if we can see this, and that a lot of those, having a look through um, doing the video yesterday, a lot of those are titles that you can't find on steam so there's there's definitely some diversity in there so it would be good to see just that partnership expand and more support for the gog library come to geforce now because geforce now would just be your central place for accessing so many of these different game libraries and titles that if you're a big like gog i own one game i own cyberpunk uh because that's the the first place i i saw it uh being supported for cloud platforms when it came out but if you've been using gog for a long time and suddenly geforce now is like we're going to support all of those games you've already bought that's like instant win uh even if so that, that person's not already a geforce now subscriber they're going to be like well now i can access those games on different hardware so i'm i'm in okay awesome good to hear mark thanks how about you host what are you take so just real quick before we get to your holds uh is Call of Duty in GOG? Just curious. Because my thing is, yeah, my thing is, uh, if, you know, Call of Duty being on Steam or Epic is the reason, right, why we're not seeing in GFIS. Now, I wonder, like, if, you know, this partnership with GOG is like a backdoor in to get some of these games that were removed from the platform. Does not appear to me. No, it's not. Okay. Okay. Good to know. But yeah, pretty interesting partnership. But Horse, what's he taking these games coming? Well, I was in two minds once again. I love Witcher 3. And when I saw this come, I was like, it's already been on there on Steam and it's already been there on Epic. But great that it expands in the GOG library. But to me, when you bring an additional library, that's three big, huge libraries. Now, I wanted to see games that I wanted to play or, or, or back games that would really interest me that wasn't The Witcher. 
I mean, I would definitely recommend The Witcher to everyone, but I was like, we've already got the game, the year edition on the Epic Store, and for some strange reason, now we have it with GOG, but for some strange reason, we don't have The Witcher for a game of the year edition for Steam, so it's Fraction, the um, libraries, I'm thinking, so I'm like, well, that's weird that Steam hasn't stepped it up to bring The Witcher free game of the year edition, so it just baffled me, and... Yeah, okay, I would definitely play this game again if I actually had time. I'd definitely recommend it as well. But a lot of people are saying to me, well, Holt, what games do you actually want? I know it was mentioned last week when people said, what games do you actually want to be brought to the platform? And I was in chat going, okay, to me, I was like, where's Neo 2? It came out a few months ago, the collection sure. PC. And I was like, sure. where is it on GeForce now? Yakuza Like a Dragon has been on all platforms, been on PC for months. Where's that? Persona 5 Strike, as I mentioned just the other month. Um, Little Nightmares 2, Monster Jam Steel Titans, and then in chat I was like, well, where's, where's Saints Row Remastered? Where's Saints Row 3 Remastered? You've been sitting there saying that you want to showcase ray tracing games. There's Saints Row 3 with ray tracing, and for some strange reason you haven't got it. So once again, this is the fourth week now, I'm thinking, well, where's the games that I would like to play that I'm shouting? And I do see request forms on the, on the internet for these type of games, but for some strange reason, they're not bringing it to GeForce now. So when I see when I seen GOG, I thought to myself, oof, maybe they'll bring the games that I'm mentioning. Nope. Right. J- just the Witcher again. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I don't so going forward, I'm less surprised now. So I'm thinking, nope, they're not gonna bring the games anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, good point. Like I was saying earlier, I hope this partnership brings more of those games that we're we're hoping to come back to the platform. But yeah, good point. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on these GeForce Now games coming? It's one of them things what was said last week. We we were pretty disappointed last week in the monthly uh, announcement, and we were saying it was, I think it ranged from like a was it like a two up to about a five or six at the very very most. Uh, this is just bumped uh, GeForce Now's month up. Uh, again, The Witcher is an old series. Uh, and I think everybody knows about it, so there's no point talking about the actual game. But uh, again, we have more Dan Date releases, Monster Energy, Monster, that game, which you can get for £18 in one of the couple of the sites. So if you're looking to get that game, I'd probably say get it on GeForce now rather than Stadia. But uh, I'm actually more excited with the, the partnership with GOG, it's now uh, it's expanding out here and I just want to see what games are going to be bringing. I want the old school games out there. I want them to go deep into the library and uh, hopefully we'll, we're going to see some of the DOS box games. I don't know how they'll work it but I would love to see like Theme Hospital and you, you've got all your retro games going. I think that could be an absolute winner there. And again, it's, it's it's another platform, so hopefully this will encourage people to actually tick that box to bring the games across. So uh, overall, I think it's been a reasonably good week for uh, GeForce now. It could be better. There, again, uh, Holtz is probably going to be tired of this, but there, it's more of the, the building games and the building up your base <laughs> games and all that. Which are really good. You have to get into them. <laughs> They're really building up their library for them building games. They are. Yes, I, I, I'm setting you up there. Did you see that? <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's been re- it's been reasonably good. And that Soviet game, I forget the, the complete name of it. Uh, it's actually pretty good looking and I know a number of the big streamers are playing that. The streamers who play the building games which holds hits. Yeah. 
Are you talking about the Pascal Wager Definite Edition? Is that what you refer? No, oh, no, it, the work is in Resource Soviet Republic. Not that that's the bad, that bad boy there. That one, I think that could be a bit of a slow burn, and I think we're going to see that take off slightly. It's also it's already got a hell of a lot of reviews on it already because it's been in early access and all that. But this is their big push at this moment in time. Because interesting. So that is one to keep an eye on if you like that sort of game. Good to know. Good to know. Avery, what's your take on this uh, GeForce Now games coming to the platform this week? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a good set. Um, I I will also second that a greater relationship with GOG.com is, is useful because GOG's, their whole thing that they started out on was, let's find a way to unearth these older CD-ROM titles and make them downloadable and and go for there. I actually, you inspired me to go and take a look at my purchase because I used to buy games on GOG forever ago um, because I grew up in the CD-ROM you know, era of games. And so like, I've got like Neverwinter Nights, uh, Nox, if anybody remembers that one, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, Arcanum, um, Castles and Castles 2, like super old games, real old games that were new when I was 10 um, or 12. And they're fantastic. Like, I love those games. The reason I bought them again is so I could go back and play them. So you're not going to see that same kind of thing on either Epic Game Store. Epic Game Store is not is not pulling out Nox, which was a fantastic uh, isometric CRPG. Um, and so, like, it's it's only a good thing for they for them to build a stronger relationship, and and, and that that applies in general. The more services support GeForce Now, the more games people can play on GeForce Now. So of course you want them to build stronger relationships with GOG and and I mean at this point it's GOG Epic and Steam. So unless I'm missing somebody, they pretty much got everybody. Um am I missing somebody really obvious in that set? Ubisoft. Pretty sure it's Ubisoft. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know. True enough. True. Yeah. Yeah. I uh Jerry, what's your take on these games coming to the platform? Oh man, so many mixed thoughts everybody has with GeForce yeah. Now. Um, you know, the thing about GeForce Now is it takes it, it takes hits easily, quickly. It's it's so easy to to whack them because we're, we're they're they're Nvidia. They're, you know, they're the GPU guys. They're we're expecting all the AAA games which we have been getting a lot lately. I mean, March is just dry everywhere. I mean, really unless you're playing on Xbox, there's not a lot going on right now, which I think most of us are enjoying Series X and xCloud and Game Pass and everything that's going on there right now. Um, but day and date release. I mean, with uh, Monster uh, Energy Supercross, it's another day and date. And like Avery keeps saying, and it, it does mean a lot, the games aren't for everyone, but they're for someone. And right. we keep getting popular games too, like Valheim this year and the building games like Dyson Sphere Project and stuff like that. While they're not necessarily games for everybody here on the panel every week, what they're doing is expanding. They're bringing player base. Exactly, Duncan. They are getting the games that are going to be popular, even if they're indie games, because when you get a bigger player base, you will get those bigger games to come that you want because you've got the people there to play them. It's what Stadia and other platforms suffer with when they're trying to get started out or anything's going on. Player base, player base. 
Why don't you have Warzone and Fortnite on Stadia? Because there aren't enough players there for them to care about bringing the game there. Same thing on GeForce Now. Why are we still not seeing some of the games come that we want? They have to be convinced. And with over 6 million players right now, GeForce Now is quickly heading to that place where they're going to be convincing for more and more of those games to come. So I think we'll see more of what we want to see as we go. They're laying the groundwork. They're doing the right thing. And uh, like everyone has said here, the expanded GOG store support is a great thing. So just watch out for xCloud, GeForce Now, and Luna this year. Just watch out for what those three are going to be doing this year. Definitely. And Stadia. And Stadia. There's still a lot of year left. Yeah. 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 Okay, we'll get to Stadia right after this, actually. Um, ben, what's your take on, on this news, GeForce Now news for the week? Um, I mean, I, I agree with Duncan and Jerry. They're, GeForce Now is doing a great job diversify, di- diversifying their library. They may not be adding the titles that we want, but they're adding the titles that people want, that, some, that somebody wants. People are going to play them. And they have a very full library you can find a game you 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 can play a game you want to play on there. You, there there's there's no shortage of games on geforce now which is something that can't be said for other services um for most of the other services uh xcloud excluded because they have a pretty good diversification going on right now too okay fair enough again just listen to you guys sounds like geforce now had another good week um so when I saw The Witcher 3 being released in GeForce Now, I was like, hell yeah, this is what I was talking about, bringing those old games back. But then I was like, hold up. The Witcher 3 already was on GeForce Now. So this is, why why am I excited about this news? Anyway, to me, this is another weak week uh, for GeForce Now, just being real. Um, and I know you guys are saying April Outriders. That's that's to me the saving grace right now. Um, I need to see more Nvidia. I'm not I'm not satisfied, and um, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just like being too picky with what I'm, you know. Tr- so here's the thing. I'll just be real, right? I was playing GeForce Now in beta, right? When all these games were available, the Call of Duties, the all the games that I want, Square Enix games, the Bethesda games, right? So you strip that from me, from me, and then you you start bringing some games back that does not match those caliber of of games, and you want me to kind of be happy. I'm paying you guys now, and you guys are not giving me those games that I used to have. So anyway, um, yeah, just not not truly satisfied, man. Just being real, because Neil. Neo was part of the beta because I was playing it on GeForce Now and not to see that game return. And then also they had like a Little Nightmares 2 demo. I think it was like November. And not to see that game come, I'm like, you were promising all this big hope. And I'm like, yes, I'm definitely going to join the platform for these games. And they still haven't returned after over a year. Yeah. Oops, I don't know. Yeah. I Again, people are different. Again, just seeing y'all's reaction to the panel, this, you know, to you guys was a solid week um, for GeForce Now. And I think that's awesome. So here's the thing, again, expecting me to be excited about The Witcher. Do you know, in the beta, GeForce Now actually had The Witcher running at 4K at one point? 
right? And so here is the Witcher at 1080p. I know you can upscale with Shield TV. I get all that. But the Witcher was once running in 4K and GFS now. And anyway, y'all see my point why, like, when I said the Witcher's, it kind of, it didn't excite me as much. Um, And again, it's a game that has been here for quite some time now. Um, Something that you'll notice too, because you're hitting on this and and it it is often your someone who played in the beta I, I played in the beta a good bit i played call of duty a good bit on there but there's right. also a lot of people that came after the beta and geforce now is really suffering this thing where they had this huge library that everybody was playing for like four years right and then they came out of beta and like boom a bunch of that just got got pulled and oh, yeah. if that happened to anybody we, it would be more difficult right because i mean if that happened to stadia or luna or anybody they had all these games they came out they lost all these triple a games and then every week we're waiting for that return or that big game because that's what you're used to having and i think it causes this like instant disappointment no matter what because you had all those games lost them and you're probably never going to get them back which is why i always say i'm kind of (laughs) forward thinking on geforce now because i don't think you'll ever see most of those games coming back but it does make it really hard because they had a big stumble coming out that really kind of soured the taste for a lot of people, especially from beta. Yeah. But like I said, it was such an avoidable problem. Like you already had these games running on your service. So unless you did it without any conversation with these other, with the publishers, you already were having conversations with the publishers. So why would anybody need to pull something from your service? Only if you decided at some point between beta and live that you you changed the terms. There's something you did that ticked them off. Yeah. So that was an avoidable problem. They had to have sat across from the table from you and say, yeah, we want our cut to be 2.3%, not 2.2%. And you could have said, okay, fine. Or, or you chose not to which is a business decision. They yeah. didn't just get pulled capriciously, I'm sure, but that it's an, it was an avoidable issue to have. Yeah. And it, go ahead, Holtz. Well, the one that I was confused with last week with speaking to developers, I'm already excited for the Skya 1 that came last week. So that makes the Skya 1, the Skya 4, and the Skya 5 that's on the platform. And I'm yeah. scratching my head now. You spoke to developers. Where's the Skya 2 and 3? It's like 1, 4, 5. I'm like, can you just bring the whole set? <laughs> Just yeah. Bring the whole set, will you? Yeah. Anyway, uh, just uh, I'm not trying to be too hard on GFS now, but again, um, it, just being a beta member, having access to all those games, just know why when I come here to say like I'm not blown away. That's just a reason for it. I'm not just speaking on my behind. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, anyone else have anything to add to GFS now needs for the week? Nope. I'm, just, I'm just going to add in what we've been saying probably over the last couple of weeks is GeForce now is getting a bit of a hard rap because of the strong opening of the year. And if this was any other platform, any of the other platforms, bar XCloud this week, where we said this is this is brilliant, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. So I think it's GeForce now has raised the the bar for themselves, and that is probably why they're running into a lot of uh, mixed reaction through the panel. And sometimes we're just saying, nah, this is this is okay, this is poor, this is just meh. It's because they have raised the bar up to where we're expecting like banging games every single week now off them, even from the old library. 
Yeah, if uh, not to not to agree with Duncan because I'd hate to do that, but if Luna or Stadia got the entire Witcher series this week, that would have been major news. That would have been a huge win for them for yeah. GeForce Now to get it when they've already got like what a thousand games, five hundred games, whatever it is, pretty sizable library. It's great. These are pretty cool games, and yeah. now they're in the pile. Yeah, yeah, in the pile. But realistically, they've been there though. You know, they've been there. It's not that that's my thing. It's like it, those games have been there. <laughs> why, I don't, why, why, don't, why I don't like it is because it's got access to three big, huge libraries. And Epic, for example, said it was going to support it. And it was only a few months ago, it was only like a month ago that Kingdom Hearts came exclusively to yeah. the Epic store. And that never came. Yeah. And I'm worried, well, where's all the other library exclusives that they could have brought and it would have really excited me? So that's three big, huge libraries with a lackluster of games. And we're saying, yes, it will come in time, but I'm like, at the moment, I'm like, okay, how long is it going to be? Yeah. Anyway, um, feel free again to... Uh, but, but Avery, what you were saying about like uh, the developers and trust, I mean, we, again, are going to talk about Stadia, but we've talked about the whole fiasco with, um, you know, closing out the studios and how uh, trust between, like, Google internal uh, was probably affected by just top management not communicating to me i'm wondering right uh is if one of the reasons why these devs are a little hesitant and bring the game back was because the way again we don't know what happened to why these games left the platform but obviously like you were saying something did happen right so maybe that's why maybe they're like you guys got burnt and we don't trust you guys to work with you guys to get our games back but Anyway, it's good that you brought that up. Didn't really think about that, but that might be a reason why we're not seeing these games come back. Who knows? Anyway. Whatever the reason is that they pulled them, NVIDIA hasn't yet been willing to budge on that. It's going to be money. Let's be clear. (laughs) It's going to be money. And it's either that... They their business model has to be paying some portion, even if it's ten cents a stream, to these companies, and the company wanted eleven cents, and they said no. So yeah. it's just money. So at a certain point, but Nvidia is going to be running this program in the red for however long. I, I unless somebody's got news that I haven't seen, GeForce Now is not making money for them, and it's not going to make money probably for five or ten years because that's how all of these things always work so it'll either last that long and start turning a profit or it'll die and it won't and if the decision for them there's a cfo staring at a spreadsheet going we can afford to pay 14 cents a stream for that but if we do that means these other 10 games have to go down to 10 and they're going to pull those games we're just going to have to lose this one like there's somebody making those decisions yeah yeah Again, it'll be cool to see. Jerry was saying he thinks uh, Luna and XCloud and GeForce Now are going to be the top three. It's going to be pretty interesting to see how this all plays out, right? Um, who comes up up top. But good discussion with GeForce Now. Again, feel free to add more into here if you guys want to. Um, if not, we're going to move to Stadia. Go yeah, ahead. I just wanted to agree, <laughs> agree with Avery because I like how... If you if you look up uh, the articles from uh, what was it February last year when they went from beta into into live and all of these games got pulled, you read the articles and they all 
kind of say the same thing. And I'm, I think the GeForce Now blog said the same thing. And it was all about agreements. It was like, oh, okay, the, the agreement we had with them was for beta and we didn't have an agreement for live. I mean, that's a piece of paper. It, yeah. If that was the case, you sign a new agreement, they come back. That was well over a year ago now. So 100% it has to be money. Yeah. It's pretty sneaky though, if that's the case, right? Just, I, I don't know. Like, what, what just what tell us it's thinking? money. Huh? No, just like the, the whole reason of why it's not, it, it didn't happen. If it is money, right? Was NVIDIA just trying to get the games on the air without paying them what they want? I mean, if that's the case, that's pretty sneaky. It, to the, me. Imp- the impression I got when, it, when that all went down was it, it, it felt more like a licensing issue. Like the developers got greedy and they wanted it to be like a store where people could buy their games, a second copy instead of streaming the ones that they already own. That's the impression I got. It mm. could, have, could have been the wrong impression, but they, they were expecting a more traditional store as opposed to a streaming service of the games you already owned. So kind of there's like a reason that. you can't get. Go ahead. Sorry, there's, <laughs> I, I keep interrupting you. Guys. There, there's a reason you can't get every book from the library uh, as a Kindle download, and it's because at a certain point, the publisher behind that can choose. We don't want to do that. We want you to have to buy a new copy, uh, even though somebody already bought the copy somewhere else. The difference with these cloud streaming platforms is they don't ever have to let you have it. You can go down to the library and grab a book off the shelf and you didn't pay for that or you paid for your whatever. But the these companies never have to approve that being on somebody else's shelf to loan out to you for however long. Now, it's your own purchase. You bought it on Steam or GOG or wherever else, but they can say, okay, you bought it on Steam. Go download it on Steam. That mm. you have it. You totally have access to that game where we want you to have access to it. We're not getting our piece of the pie from them who's getting a piece of the pie serving it up to you. Hmm. Good point. Good point. Jerry, see you silent there. What, what, what's going on in your thoughts, man, about this it's, whole situation? It was, it, no, it's, it's sticky because cloud is still new too. And some developers are comfortable with their games being there. Some aren't. Some are probably striking deals with other platforms we don't know about. Um, when, when I started covering stuff last year and, and like Mark was saying, every article was, you know, about the games leaving and, and what was the issue? Uh, a lot of it came back to people talking about money, but I, I did lean more like Ben was saying with a, a rights issue. They don't have to allow the game to be streamed there, even though you bought it on steam, which is what Avery is saying. They can say, no, you got to go buy it. You can't stream it over here. I do think that because cloud has gotten a bad rap for years, I mean, before Stadia even existed, cloud gaming has had problems getting off the ground. And these developers want their games to play the best that they'll play to reach the right audience, Um, you know, because if the game plays bad on a cloud service, the game is bad. And, you know, if that happens to be somebody's first experience with your game and it doesn't play well, they're not going to continue with that. So there's a lot behind the scenes there with that. And I think we all here are so passionate about cloud gaming that we kind of start thinking it's ahead of where it really is. We're, we're, we're still two, three, four, maybe even five years away from cloud gaming being like a mainstream form of gaming, like our Xbox Series X or our PlayStation or our Switch. Um, so I think the turnaround will come that more and more developers will continue to jump back into cloud. We'll see more of that confidence and you'll see so many more games coming. Um, but we're just in that stage right now where I think everybody doesn't trust their game being on a cloud platform, whatever platform that may be. Yeah. Well, and, and the licensing, the licensing issue goes back 
decades. Every time a new technology or new idea is introduced where you're playing with, a, with somebody else's property, there's always pushback. Like when you first rented out movie uh, DVDs, VHS, I guess, back farther, the, the, the movie people didn't want you to be able to just go and pay somebody else a small price to rent a movie when you could buy, buy a full price from them or go to the movie theater where they get a bigger cut. Same thing with Netflix. When they first started doing, you know, streaming, the, the the movie people were all freaking out because it's like, all right, well, they're paying a small fee to Netflix instead of buying all the movies. It's the same thing with the, with the developers and the game publishers. They they want the the same cut they've always been getting, and this is throwing off their game. They're not adapting fast enough. Good point. I love these discussion. And again, definitely gets big. Holds, go ahead. I see you about to say. Well, with, with the whole point of licensing and bottle and stuff like that, it just confused me. And I mentioned this before why the likes of Epic and GOG got Witcher Free Game of the Year and Steam didn't. So, were mm-hmm. they paying more to work with Epic? Or were they paying more or working more with GeForce now and Steam isn't when it comes to this game, working with the developer? That's what confused me. Why yeah. didn't Steam get the updated version of the game to offer yeah. better features to the customer? So. Since you brought that question, let me ask you this. Do you feel like NVIDIA is playing the game that uh, Microsoft and Stadia playing where it's going to these devs and saying, here, we'll chill out a million, you know, da-da-da-da-da to get this game on our platform? I see Duncan shaking his head. Nope, not yeah. in mission. It's They are playing a completely different sort of field. They are going after the PC sort of market as... Uh, complimentary thing for it so they aren't really pushing that out there uh, chief is the one who is the one who's been the big pusher of this one and i'm starting to become more around to his thinking that uh, nvidia isn't really that worried about the cloud it's a brucey bonus to have their their number one thing is selling the cards and if you're playing the geforce now you're probably going to more likely pay by an nvidia graphics card as well so i think that's what their thing is this is just like a wee supplementary thing for them just to say what he's doing so they are not going there knocking down the doors uh for developers the only time they may do that is with like cyberpunk when they did the graphics card tie-in with them go chuck it on chuck it on the geforce now here's an extra couple of quid and i think that's maybe what they would be doing but they wouldn't be going out spending at Tens of millions to bring the bring the game yeah. to uh, GeForce now. So yeah, it's, just, it's like what what Avery said. Like at the at the current price point, um, a completely free tier. They're making zero money, yeah. <laughs> and the founders still being at their introductory offer. Profitability, like he said, is you know five ten years off at this point. For that reason, it's clear exactly what Duncan just said. For NVIDIA, GeForce Now isn't like their big money maker. It is literally, it is one of their side things along so many things that they do, like um, AI training technology for self driving cars. It's the same kind of thing as that. It's just one of their supplementary things, yeah. which to that point, I think it's pretty impressive the stuff we get on GeForce Now, considering it's not like full steam ahead NVIDIA's main goal to be profitable not like it is one of their side things but it gets more love than google gives stadia well it also ends up video uh 
I sorry, I caught the last sentence of that, and I might want to. I'm going to leave that for right now. Um, it, I think that there's almost a part of this that that I don't know that we've necessarily um, touched on that with GeForce Now. GeForce Now is a proof of concept platform for these developers as well. If if a developer is thinking, do I really want to invest in ray tracing? Do I really want to invest in um, DLSS or whatever it's called? Right. Uh, do I really want to invest in some of the crazy stuff that NVIDIA is doing? And NVIDIA says, well, take a look at these games that are running on this and take a look at how many people are saying this is amazing, we love it, we want it, and right. that pay for the upgrade to be able to get it. You should probably invest in that technology too. Right. And then when that developer goes, okay, fine. I'll put it. I'll put it into my thing. I'll I'll put in ray tracing, and then they go, "Great, hey gamer, do you want to play the ray tracing that they put into their game? Yeah. <laughs> you need to buy our card that does it. It's yeah. it it feeds. It all feeds the thing that makes them money, which is the hardware division. They yeah. they don't produce software for pay, so it all feeds that division. And the only way to do that is to get developers on board who want to use the things that you can only do when you're using their cards. Yeah. I think Chief said it best. He, uh, I think Duncan kind of touched on this too. Uh, Chief said NVIDIA uses GeForce Now as like a showcase piece, right? It's it's a good way to showcase their audio technologies, so the DLSS, the RTX. And I believe uh, there was an event that happened earlier last year when COVID hit, and uh, they used GeForce Now to showcase Cyberpunk, right? Because again, with the restrictions of, you know, interactions uh people were able to stream this game via gfus now and yeah i think you know that that might be it and so if that's the case then i feel like that becomes an issue with them getting triple a titles right because again if microsoft is sitting there saying hey we'll pay you 10 million for this and google's doing the same thing and nvidia is not shelling out catch it's all about like partnership then you know, how how does this compete with the big dogs going forward, right? Well, I'm definitely thinking now it's definitely the storefront issue. Without having a proper storefront that's regulated, I think developers want to stay away from GeForce now because Duncan mentioned it at the start of the podcast. If you went to a certain site, you can get Monster Energy Supercross 4 for literally 64% off. If you wanted to pre-order now on the same site, you can get Outriders 35% off. So these developers are saying, wow, these PC gamers are going to these unlegit sites to get these keys really cheap and then yeah. they're playing it on GeForce Now and we're losing a big, huge cut. So I think that's why a lot of developers are not pushing towards GeForce Now without a proper regulated storefront. That's a good point. But I don't know that, I don't know that uh, Steams and Gogs and Epics are not going to want to compete with another store. So unless the storefront is, you are logging into GeForce Now and buying the game via Steam, then I that could work. But if GeForce Now suddenly says, and you can buy X game right here, that's going to immediately raise big red flags for Steam and GOG and Epic who go, why am I wanting to partner with you when you're selling the games yourself? Why would I do that? It's a good, good question. I love this, guys. This is cool. This is uh, just getting y'all's take on 
on this. I didn't think we'll be in GFIS now for this long, but I, I think it's, it's a good discussion to have. Neither did NVIDIA. I mean, uh, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So, again, uh, let's let's move on to Stadia um, because this news there as well. And the biggest one, I would say, is xCloud. Can't wait for that. So that's going to come after Stadia. But two games released for Stadia this week, one being Blue Fire. Um, this game looks absolutely incredible. And the other being, um, well, I'm drawing a blank with this next game now. Uh, trying it? 4. Trying 4. Trying 4, yes. Uh, which is a really good game as well. And so just want to check in with the panel and see if y'all are excited for these games as I am, right? Again, the cool thing with trying is, I, I hope, I'm reading here, it says play with up to four plays online in local co-op. Oh, my goodness. So my my hope is that this has local couch co-op. But as I'm reading this description, it doesn't. It says play with up to four plays online or in local. Okay, or in local. Okay, cool. So this is going to bring. I feel like Stadia needs more local co-op games. So, again, this is good. But. Let's check in with the members. Are you guys excited about these two games come to Stadia? Are you guys like, eh? So, hold. So, let's let's start with you in this one. Where are you uh, with these two you know, games? Th- th- this week, there's no excitement for it. These two titles is more meh to me. I'm definitely not okay. going to play them. I'm definitely not going to play them. And that's not because I don't like the look of the games. It's yeah. just that when, when I seen the description, like a hardcore puzzle platform and stuff like that i just thought to myself no i haven't got time for hardcore puzzle platformers and i haven't got time for <laughs> puzzles and i haven't got time so it's not that i don't think the games are interesting i'm sure they're going to interest someone but for me i just think no i'm staying okay. away from them okay how about you duncan what's your take on these two games okay there's two different perspectives for me personally uh, i am more likely to play these games for data as the actual platform it's another week off that's not going to get bums on seats. It's again, and which is Stadia's absolute problem. Again, this is not me making fun of the games because if you put Call of Duty and uh, these two games up against it, I'm more likely to play the two, these two games. Uh, again, it's, it's just, I'm actually happy it has been another reasonably boring week for Stadia. Uh, <laughs> which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, But these games, for me, I'm more likely to play these games. But uh, for Stadia as a platformer as a whole, it is not a... It's not going to make any moves at all. And uh, I'm I'm sorry to say that again, but it's it's not... They're not bad games. Uh, Trine is is great and it's getting great reviews and blue fire platformer game i'm going to give that a word but again it's it's just not enough from stadia at this moment in time i think we're looking a bit more and if we're just looking to i think we we talked about this in our show it's it's more these are filler games if we're going to get filler games we need some better filler games, uh, more high-profile filler games, the AAA filler games, rather than these indie games, because Stadia is going to just get leveled. It is a cloud gaming platform, which is just indie games with a, with a, with a side course of Ubisoft titles, and they really need to get out from that. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Thank you for that input. How about you, Jerry? What's your take on these two games? Then? I mean... Pretty much, I'm with Duncan on everything that he's laying that he's laying out there. I'm not gonna not 
not not going to not give Stadia credit as I would GeForce now for filling and bringing games into the library because I do think it's great and these are the type of games that I probably would um, would play on there if I were playing on Stadia, but. It's not, like he said, it's not going to get butts in seats. And that is the biggest problem right now. If Stadia is going to survive past the next six months to a year uh, in their current state, they need such an injection of player base that it's not even funny. So I've been seeing a lot of memeing going on about Stadia becoming the new indie platform. I know GeForce Now gets that a lot too. And uh, I don't care about that so much as, you know, a lot of the most popular games on Steam are indie games, the games that have thousands upon thousands of people playing them and so while these are great to to come in i mean i would have rather seen other games come i mean we've been waiting for ever for something popular now none of us here would probably play valheim if it came to stadia but i guarantee you there's a ton of people that would um they never every time geforce now gets one of these games that we're like ah we don't care you go look at steam and it just flies up on the charts dyson sphere project valheim are just two of the ones and boom they fly up there and stadia never gets those games so they never get the player base to build so hence they don't get any other games to come because there's no player base they're in this catch 22 situation right now um so while i'm not super excited for the games i'm glad that they're coming there there are games that i would play on there if i was playing on there much but i am still just really really concerned about stadia's state right now um you can't survive as a gaming platform without millions of players and they don't even have 1 million. And that is a huge, huge concern. And that's why I'm having trouble gaming there and recommending it because they haven't come out and said anything. I feel like they did that whole, we're closing our first party studio thing. And then that's it. They never made a statement. They never did anything about it after that. And then they rolled out this silly 100 game roadmap with not even great games for the first three months. And I've been waiting forever to see Stadia succeed because I thought it was one of the greatest cloud services I had ever played when I started playing it. And now there's just nothing for me on that platform. All right. I'm going to ask a question later after you all has uh, uh, talked about your take on these games. Um, and I'm, I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about this question, but Avery, let's check in with you, sir. So, Couple of couple of points that folks have made that I want to give the 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 devil's advocate or or pro Stadia um, perspective on. Number one, if you are filling a jar with rocks, and the only thing you put in there is big rocks, and your goal is to get that as much space in that jar taken up as possible, you need pebbles. You need small rocks. You have to fill in the space between. So their library, yes, is. Of is heavy on the small rocks because that's how games are. When you look at last year's calendar, the AAA game releases, there were what, 15 of them, maybe 20, the, the big rocks. So you need the small rocks too because that's going to take up the bulk of the space in your library. There, there might be a 1,000 games released in a year and only 40 of them are going to cost $60, right? Um, so... I do think that obviously we'd love to see the announcement that we're getting Fortnite. We'd love to see the announcement that we're getting Call of Duty. We'd love to see the announcement that we're getting any of these big rocks, but those are just not, they're, they're few and far between. There's only so many Maddens. There's only so many FIFAs, which is dropping this coming this week. There's only so many big rocks. That said, 
As far as these two games in particular, they look super fun. Breath of the Wild is one of the two of them. I mean, Blue Fire. Uh, if you watch the trailer, you'll know exactly what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Trine 4 looks super fun as well. So there will be an audience for them. But the other part of this is it takes a lot less time to make a small rock. It is a lot less effort to port the one gigabyte game to Stadia than the 300 gigabyte game to Stadia. Um, so we're always going to have this. There will always be week after week after week of announcements of one gigabyte games. That's just how this is going to work for the entire life of Stadia. And I'll tell you, it's the exact same way it's going to work on Luna. Because if you look at a lot of the games that, that release on Luna, Sonic Team Racing is a one gigabyte game, not a hundred gigabyte game. Yeah, sure. Maybe it's like in the 20 range. Um, so the Luna library has some solid like control and things. Um, and the, the Ubisoft plus side, uh, but it's always going to have that thing as well. And GeForce Now is also going to have that happen too. Um, of the games that came out on GeForce Now this week, uh, Thronebreaker on the lower side, the original Witcher was AAA back then. Now it's not so much of a big deal. Stronghold Warlords um, is brand new, but you know who knows? It's Monster Energy Supercross, meh, who cares? Uh, Pascal's Wager, again, who cares? Uno, again, who cares? You're going to have the pebbles. And that's how you get the the jar filled. Um, so I I wouldn't discount Stadia just because the the bulk of the announcements are small rocks. They're gonna be. They're always gonna be. That is just the nature of this. My my problem with these small rocks on Stadia is that there's not a lot of diversity, like we were talking about earlier. It's a platform that bragged about being powerful. It pretty much only specializes in platformers. <laughs> there are so many platformer games on Stadia, it's ridiculous. They need variety, they need diversity, they don't have it. And that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I've been seeing and noticing lately. It, I mean, you look at these last these two games that were just announced, they're very, very similar. Right. And okay. And they, they're not bringing the, 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 the game to bring the variety of players. They're bringing specific players to specific games and types. They should actually concentrate with GeForce now, bring over the business to Stadia <laughs> give the platform to GeForce now. Yeah. So. I, will, I will just, just a, note, a, a thought on that is there are certain categories where that's going to be challenging. If you look at sports as a category, for example, sports is a very cyclical category. There's Madden 21, and then there's Madden 22, and then there's Madden 23. So there's not a lot of library that you can do on sports. You can get some things like the um, what's the soccer thing that's coming out that's the strikers or whatever, but you can't bring in NCAA 2K19 like – it doesn't matter. Like nobody's going to play that. Um, they, they can only pretty much port the most recent one. So there's that category is tricky. Um, but there are categories like, sh- well, we're kind of heavy on shooters. Stadia is kind of heavy on platformers. There are no JRPGs on his Octopath and Final Fantasy 15, which is really a action RPG and not even a true JRPG. So that's an entire category that's devoid on the platform. Um, heavy on racers. Kind of like, uh, yeah, a little light on fighting games, but it's fighting games is another one where it's cyclical. You have generations of fighting games, so you can really only get the most recent one. Um, though I'm sure pretty plenty of people would play 
whatever the Street Fighter was from 10 years ago if they if they ported right. it over. But then why would they bother to port that over? So it's tricky. Platformers can like Celeste, you can play Celeste for the next 30 years and it's gonna be a great fun game. They don't age in the same way that sports, racing, anything that's that's periodical ages. Yeah. See, I'm going to give a couple of games out here which they should go after. And and this isn't uh, me uh, just pulling these out from the air. Bioshock Trilogy on Linux. Mm-hmm. Civilization, City Skylines, Shadow of Mordor. There is big games. Planet like Coaster! Planet Pan- Coaster! I want it so bad. Yeah. Uh, Played on Xbox. It's on Game Pass. But we'll come to that later. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there is so many games out there which they could go after, which would be filler games, uh, if we're going to call them that, which are old AAA games, which are already on Linux. Civilization is an absolute peach of a game which they could get on there and people would play that on their tablets and their phones, having full Civilization uh, experience there. But again, we're going to be going back to the contracts and all that sort of carry on because Football Manager, and I know uh, a lot of people in the States don't realise how big that game is. That is an absolute institution over here in Europe. It is constantly in the top 10 of played games in Steam. It is definitely money has dried up because that port was done. If you go back and read all over about Football Manager and their tweets, oh, we're, we're still in negotiations with Stadia sort of thing. There is definite issues there regarding money and bringing games there. So this is what the issue is. And if, if you want to really, if you want me to really put the stir things up here, over the last number of weeks here, uh, we have seen a lot of people have been leaving Stadia. They ain't getting replaced. If you're looking at the job listings, which I do look at the job listings. So that is another thing to do. And the the number of jobs for Stadia has shrunk dramatically. And we're down to just one official Stadia job listing now. Interesting. So let me check in with Mark uh, about these two games. And then I I will ask the question and then we'll move to xCloud. But Mark, what's your take on these two games? I felt like I was relatively positive about Stadia this week. Hey. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I'm going back to what Duncan said. It was a quiet week for them. A week <laughs> a week without a whoopsie this year is a good week for Stadia. <laughs> uh, with these games, I was, you know, I was relatively happy with them because for a change, they weren't roguelike, pixelated, side-scrolling stuff that I'm not going to touch. Um, both of them very well received, very well reviewed. Blue Fire had completely uh, gone under my radar, uh, and that came out last month. Um, being such a, a massive Zelda fan, and the fact that, it, as Avery said, it basically is Breath of the Wild. There's even within their trailer, there's there's a bit of you hitting a giant fireball back to a boss, which is to a T the the tennis <laughs> thing yeah. with Ganon from uh, from. Uh, ocarina of time so uh, but this is the thing so i now want to check that game out but i am a child and i won't wait so i it, it came out last month it's on pc it's on playstation it's on xbox so i could buy it for 15 dollars tomorrow and i probably will to be honest 
whereas Stadia have announced that it is coming soon. I don't know what that means, and I don't know when that is. So I'm probably going to spend my $15 tomorrow when I could play it straight away. That's a fair point. Coming soon for um, Destroy All Humans was like four months. SpongeBob was like nine. So, So, uh, yeah, it's it's so interesting. And again, I don't know why this happens, but Grays, right, released, and we'll get to this before I ask that question quickly. FIFA comes out next week, right? We have the date, the 18th. But did you notice in that uh, blog post that she posted, we still don't know the price of this game. I did notice that. That's kind of why I keep going back to I think it should be pro, and they're they're probably going back and forth on that still, trying Hmm. to decide that. Interesting. But little things like that with the price and with availability, I mean, um, I don't know who's to blame if it's the devs or if it's Google, but it'll it'll be nice to know these little details, man. So Uh, you actually think a full-price FIFA will actually hurt it? Wait, for Stadia? Yeah, full-price FIFA for Stadia. Here. My just, goodness, I hope not. I'm just, you know, just, just seeing. Like, like, I wonder if people are expecting. I expect fifty percent off the same price as Madden. Madden, yeah, yeah, I would say so. That's what I'm thinking too. But anyway, I, I just Jedi Fallen Order, right? Was yeah heavily discounted by the time Very. it reached Stadia. Very. I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter. They were like saying, "Well, I'm not paying so much price because my season's over. The football season they follow." And part of me is like, yeah, well, just because your football season in like the Western European area seasons doesn't mean like the likes of I don't know Ireland, Norway, Sweden, yeah, yeah. where where Stadia is. Their seasons just their twenty one seasons just starting now, March or December. South America is starting May to whatever, and there's plenty of cups like you know Club World Cup and there's the Champions League and Cup of America. There's there's plenty of stuff of value in this game for people that are not inside the the Western European area. So to us, we, I might actually sit here and say it's only worth 50%, but someone could say, well, I'm willing to pay the full price, and some people might say, well, I'm willing to pay 80%, depending on the region they're playing the game. Hmm. Interesting, right? That's but it's absolutely true. Soccer is a year-round yeah, sport. It, just it depends is. where in the world you are. Where you are. Yeah, so where, where we start our season, the Premier League, on 2020, 2021, you know, towards we feel like it's nearly ending, but for someone else in Norway, they're just starting their 2021 season. So maybe someone from Norway would pay a little bit more money than likes I would pay. So he says Luna won't, uh, FIFA won't be out for another six, seven months. Um, so again, I believe FIFA drops in September. So it still gives people some time to get into some FIFA action yeah, but, before but the next the problem, one. That's the problem. If it drops in September, if you're sitting there saying you only get it for the ultimate team, then what about if you were a Norway, Ireland, Sweden player? Your season wouldn't start again until next March. So you wouldn't be creating your ultimate team. It'll just be for the Europeans, the Western mm. Europeans that won it in September. But for the rest of the world, their seasons kick off at different times. Kevin saying don't release a season sport game six months. You know, but let's be fair. Let's be fair. I, I get it. Again, it would have been great if they really released this last year but let's just give them props that at least it's coming right um and again so like you were saying it gives us six to seven months to enjoy the game you know before the next one this is not easy stuff guys i wish like you know you can just switch your you know 
flick your fingers and the game will be available in the platform. This is a brand new platform in the cloud, right? We got to give them some props for at least getting the game that people highly requested. Um, Let's just leave that there, I guess. Anyone else want to hop on? But so my question to you guys, let me ask this before we move to xCloud, right? Are you guys playing Stadia as much as you previously, I guess, as much as you used to play it. And where would you say your concern level is right now for this platform? All right. So that's the question. Are you playing as much? And where's your concern level for this platform? So let's start with Jerry in this one. Um, yeah. So let me just start off by saying for anybody, because I'm reading all these comments as they go here as well. For anybody who doesn't always watch or doesn't already know, not just me, but everybody here loves all these cloud gaming platforms. Absolutely. Uh, even myself, completely unbiased, me and my channel, um, look at all of these things with the same mindset, perspective, and we judge everything pretty much the same. I was big into Stadia and and covering it on the channel and have moved to other things because while I'll still be doing it, I just can't enjoy the service. And it... <laughs> It doesn't just really come down to the games. We're all talking about the games that were added this week for Stadia. We're, we're harping on the big, uh, the the small pebble, big rock, uh, was a great analogy and absolutely true. But my concern isn't with the games um, as much. My concern is the amount of wasted money trying to get games that didn't build the platform, uh, issues with leadership and communication, closing first-party studios and having nothing to say positive with that uh, enough for me anyway. Um, features that were announced that either never came or didn't come for a long time, uh, power to the platform, uh, the, the graphical capabilities it was supposed to have that have never panned out. Um, it's, it's something I've said many times before. Gamers are an extremely loyal group of people, except for a certain fringe of casual gamers. Most gamers are extremely loyal group of people. A lot of those gamers got burned when Stadia came out. They've got burned along the way. And if anything we're seeing is true, about Stadia having trouble even reaching a million players on the platform and 100,000 daily users, that's not enough to even sell 10,000 copies of your game when you release it on Stadia because you don't get every gamer on your platform to buy every game. Not everyone is Holtz who can buy, who's going to go buy like every game to support the platform, which is amazing, but even like people like me, my channel doesn't make enough money to do that. So most people can't do that anyway. So my, com my, my issue is in games, it's confidence in the platform itself. I'm extremely concerned for where it's going to go. I don't know if Google is going to dump money in it because that's what it would need, and they're already pulling back. Um, anytime, and I said this before, if Xbox, Sony, anybody said we're dumping first party, I would all of a sudden be extremely concerned and tell everybody stop purchasing games, wait a couple of months and find out what's going to happen because I have a hunch things are on their way down. That's not just for Stadia. That would be for any company. So no, I'm not playing Stadia a lot right now. I am still doing um, uh, videos and stuff on the channel with it some and watching where it goes. I do hope it takes off. I hope they do something to change it and, and bring it back to life so that I could get excited about it again. Uh, but it's been really disheartening, uh, everything I've seen in the past over a year with Stadia. And I think just so many people got burned and I'm seeing so many people leave. I'm watching a ship sink with no way to come up, even though I'm hoping it does. And 
it comes down to money and player base. And if you don't have all everything going that you need, the platform can't survive. That's just the way that it is. Um, but I do hope it does. But yeah, I'm really concerned right now and I'm really not spending as much time with it as I was. Good to know. Thank you, Jerry. How about you, Mark? Where are you at with Stadia? Are you playing it as much? And are you concerned for the platform? I feel like Jerry just summed up everything that, well, I think a lot of us are thinking, maybe a lot of people in the chat as well. Uh, we specifically talked about, I think it was last week that we had the big discussion because I had cancelled my uh, Pro subscription. And that was because of the caliber of games coming to Pro, because uh, what we've said about the power of the platform, how at release it was, you know, this many teraflops more than the previous gen consoles, but that's not what we're seeing from the, I guess, the small rocks <laughs> don't require that that kind of uh, that kind of power. So I feel like the time I was spending on the platform, I was drawn into it to check out some of those pro games but as the caliber of pro games went down i had less and less reason to go in and check out and you know me visiting the um the library to check out those games is what you know caused me to go in and check out some others and revisit some stuff going into it less caused me to spend less time with it overall and and that's eventually what led to the decision of me cancelling pro and from a business point of view i'm not going to reiterate it because everything that that jerry just said about my uncertainty with you know let's just say google's track record um the the google graveyard is the the thing that concerns me for the moment okay fair enough thank you mark how about you holds what's your take on uh, this question are you concerned and do you still play no, stadia i'm, I'm not concerned like i said i, I just believe stadia is going to go on for years and i'm still playing stated the same amount of time i'm still playing through the likes of valhalla watchdogs cyberpunk and i did actually say that i'm going to invest my money for judgments that's another 50 hours plus god knows how long outriders is going to be so there's a lot of hours there already just in the, in the first three months so i believe i'm playing the same because when i was when i first played stadia i was playing final fantasy assassin's creed and that grid so that so I feel like it's just the same to me. I don't think it's that my time's dropping any, anywhere, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. It's pretty cool to see, you know, you have a different opinion uh, than Jeremy Mark, but Avery, let's check with you. The whole point is, like, these games, like, maybe the, the panel wouldn't want to put 50 hours in judgment, but to me, that's 50 hours still playing Stadia. So. Okay, fair enough. How about you, Avery? What's your take on uh, that question? Um, are you still playing Stadia as much, and are you concerned for the platform? So I'm not playing Stadia as much, mostly because I've just gotten sucked into another game, and I'm a I am a single game player. Like I play one game at a time. I've never been able to have six, seven, eight games on rotation. I, I applaud you if that's you, but I play one. I read one book at a time. I watch one TV show at a time. Like if I start it, I'm going to watch the whole thing, and we're not watching anything else. It drives my wife nuts. Um, and I play one game at a time. Um, and so the, I'm in Final Fantasy 14 right now. At some yeah. point, I'll probably lose interest and in, or something really cool will come out on Stadia and I'll play it on Stadia or I'll jump into another platform. As far as Stadia is concerned, Stadia is going to die. Let's just be perfectly clear about this. Stadia at some point is going to die. I wrote an editorial on this on, on StadiaSource.com. Go search for me and you'll find it. But when it does, and I'm saying when, not if, when it does in 10 years or 20 years or two years or 10 months, you, you, you brought up the Google graveyard. 
And if anybody's ever watched our show, you know that I absolutely detest the concept of the Google Graveyard because I'm a software developer. I work for a software company. I know how this works. When we, when you deprecate a piece of software, the code that you wrote doesn't go anywhere. And chances are, whatever you learn from that code makes it into something else. Or what you took from it, or the reason you closed it is because, whereas the component parts were good, the machine when you put it together didn't work was not good. The Google Graveyard is a myth. It's a myth. If you look at, if you go to killedbygoogle.com, and the person who runs that, we're friends on Twitter, he will admit this to you as well, every single product in that list lives today in some other product that Google has made. That is what software companies do all day, every day. They build, they iterate, they close, they build again. They iterate, they close, they take the scrap from the thing they scrapped and they build on it for something else. So Stadia is going to die. Let's be perfectly clear. Stadia is going to die in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, or two months from now. But Google Alphabet has invested hundreds of millions of dollars in game streaming tech. That doesn't go away. The, the, the lessons that they've learned about latency control and the lessons that they've learned about how to stream games and, and make them work and the, the Stadia enhanced features, on those, those don't go away. So if Stadia dies tomorrow, I guarantee you those Stadia blades that live in these servers are suddenly going to appear in cloud.ea.com or cloud.squareenix.com or whatever else. Or they're going to be licensed out to whoever. NVIDIA is going to go, you know what? It'd be a whole lot cheaper if we give them our GPUs and we make that work. And then suddenly we see a partnership there. That tech doesn't go away. So I'm not worried about the future of Stadia. I may not necessarily believe that stadia.google.com is going to live on forever, but I'm not worried about the future of the concept of cloud gaming as has been perfected by Stadia. The things they've gotten wrong are business, not tech. The tech works. Tech works great. Works better than any other platform out there. Hands down, bar none. It's the business that they kind of suck at. Um, and at a certain point, they'll either sell it or fix it. But it, it the tech is there, and it works great. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Um, so I get it, and it makes a lot of sense, and thank you for clarifying that up, right? Stadia is the, – the tech behind Stadia is going to live, right? But I think something that makes Stadia awesome and talking to other content creators and people in the community – is the community as little as it is? Is the community that's built around Stadia, right? You see, us people in the community gaming with one another, right? Rooting this platform on, sharing it on. Um, you know, you see content creators growing, right? Because again, these little community is very enthusiastic about this platform, right? So, so say Stadia, the tag behind it goes to EA or Capcom, right? Cloud gaming still lives, but I feel like this community dies. And I think that is, that, that's what I don't want, right? Again, we had, this is an awesome community. And I think that's the fear. Um, when uh, Duncan hosted that Roundtable podcast and hearing Jem, you know, talk about his concern about the future of this platform, it was the community right? 
he got emotional about it, but it was the community. And to me, that is something that I'm afraid is going to not live. And that's and my you, big concern. You use the word fear. Yeah. That is what is driving the, the if Stadia dies, uh, if the community behind Stadia is, is on life support, it's because of fear. Fear that Google is going to take away something we really, really love. Or fear that because Google takes away something we really, really love, it's going to hurt or kill this other thing that we've built, this community that we've built. I'm going to say something that's going to kind of be a little harsh. Maybe a little reality checky. How many of you are still friends with 100% of the people you were friends with five years ago? Not a single one on this panel. Not a single person in the chat. How many of you are friends with 100% of the people you were friends with 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Those of us who are old enough to have 30 years ago in our list. It's it's simply the fact that social circles change. Communities rise and they fall. I Every so often I think about the D&D games that I played in high school and God, do I miss those guys. I loved spending every Saturday in the basement at our friend Andrew's house playing D&D. And I did that for almost three years of my life. And that was almost 20 years ago. No, it was 20 years ago because I was 15 and 16 at the time. And, you know, birthday's on, on Friday. So it sucks. It really does. It hurts to think that there is going to come a day when I will have had my last podcast on Stadia. But it's going to happen. That's how life works. You can't let the fear of a future you do not know is coming stop you from enjoying today. Otherwise, you would never go on a first date. Ever. (laughs) Why would you ever go on a first date with anyone if, statistically speaking, that relationship is going to end? Why would you ever start a YouTube channel if, at a certain point, you're going to post your last video? And odds are good. There will be a day when everybody on this panel posts their last video and you will never know it. There's that, that horror, that saying, if any of your parents, that there is going to be a day when you pick your kid up for the last time and put them down and you will never know when that time is. So that's why you can't live in fear. You can't mourn the loss of a thing that isn't dead until it's dead. Now that Stadia Games and Entertainment's dead, we can sort of mourn it, but whatever. But Stadia's not gone away. But if it goes away tomorrow, we had fun, didn't we? This podcast has been a great conversation. Your streams are awesome. Your streams are awesome. Your streams are awesome. And you had fun doing them, didn't you? If you think that the going away of the platform is going to diminish what you're enjoying now, you can't live like that. You can't make that who you are. You can't live like that. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And go ahead. Those are good points. The other thing is we've formed this community. It's up to the content creators to shift their focus away from maybe a potentially dying platform and embrace other platforms. Um, You're seeing that everywhere right now. If you scroll through Twitter, content creator after content creator after content creator going, and I'm also going to start doing streams on Xbox. Yeah, I'm also going to yeah. start doing streams on that because right. they're realizing that it's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be about the platform. I would stadiasource.com is going to struggle if Stadia dies because yeah. it's in the name, but you know, there's that, still a whole bunch of us. We'll probably do something else. Every fanboy 
of PlayStation, Xbox, Stadia, NVIDIA, whatever, needs to watch the last five minutes of this podcast and everything that Avery just said, because it's what we say here all the time. You cannot be beholden to one community, one platform, and to care about it so much that to think of its demise makes you hate other people Mm. or not enjoy your game time or any any of that type of of thing. Um, That You just can't allow it to happen. And it's why I say all the time in my videos when I do harp on something or do comparisons guys go enjoy the games you love to play where you love to play them every day things are going to change in the future and you'll play them somewhere else but have fun today go play those games where you enjoy them regardless of what our videos are saying about these platforms or what the games look like go have fun and do that where you like to do it so i hope yeah. everybody really gets to see this and just embraces that concept sure but I, there was the Oh, sorry. There, there was the last time we picked up our Super Nintendo controller, you know? There was the last time we picked up that Game Boy uh, and swapped the batteries out because it ate them too fast. Hey, or the Game Gear. I still have mine. I, was say, <laughs> oh, there's, I, I know a lot of y'all probably have, like, the shelf. I but, have my original. You know. <laughs> so, again, Avery, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because realistically speaking, that is what the echo, um, just being on Discord, that is the, and I state the word fear. Um, that is the fear, that's the concern that the community is having. And you hear it. And I, I think that's a good clarification on, you know, how to kind of move forward with this whole situation. But I do want to get to Duncan. We haven't got to, I, I know, I'm, I'm, Mark, I got you. <laughs> I know. Um, Duncan, what's what's your take um, on this situation down with the xCloud? So I have to do this nice and quick and follow Avery's big uh, lecture there. So this is going to be fun. You dealt uh, with this for weeks on Cloudburst, man. You know what this is. Yes, I know. I know. But with this, uh, I think my views on high stadia is going are well known. And it's basically a mix of what uh, Avery and Jerry have been saying there. I think stadia is... It's just walking, just walking to its uh, slow demise, where it is going to become uh, rented out for other platforms, and the community out there is getting very, very fractured, very, very uh, opinionated and split. And what is actually, I'm, you know me, I'm just blunt here. What I can see out there, we can see it in the chat here. We. Uh, we can see it is uh, out there on Twitter as well. People are do not trust Stadia to bring the games. They are out there trying to buy Xboxes or out there trying to buy Playstations. They're looking at GeForce now. They're looking at Luna because Stadia can no longer uh, supplement their needs. Um, my, my use in Stadia, Stadia was probably the first six Six, seven, eight months was my primary platform and I spent about 80, 90% of my time on it and now it is completely reversed. I'm on Stadia very rarely now. It's I only pick and choose. It depends on the pro games and it is just, it's just really sad to see. Um, The big game, which I was really excited to, to play, 
seems to be in a complete another flop and failure out there in pixel junk uh, raiders and uh, it seems to be getting more negative uh, reviews than positive and that was going to be a big showcase title for Stadia, it was going to showcase state share and it sort of fell on its face and everything that Stadia seems to touch it ends up in failure in some way or another Stadia's biggest success came from a failure in cyberpunk i think we would agree cyberpunk it was stadia's probably biggest thing and the reason why it was because it was a failure everywhere else that sort of sums up stadia it's just really really frustrating to see that there's been so much promise here and the promise is just being let down by bad decision after bad decision and half-assed PR and marketing, half half asked basically anything they can do to promote this service. And it's just going to wither and die and just be moved on into the Google graveyard. I'm just saying that just because I know I'm going to get some some banter for that. But <laughs> yes. Uh, but I agree with Avery with uh, it's going to be moved into some something else and it's just going to be white labeled and people are just going to jump onto it. Cool, cool. All right, let's move to xCloud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we always do this, man. Again, it just shows the love that we have for this platform. We joke around because we, we've actually tried to ro- rotate things. I don't know if you guys are aware, but normally Steady goes first. But we've tried to move things around to bring some breathing room to other platforms in this podcast. But we always still just end up spending a lot of time talking about Stadia. Well, let's move to xCloud. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. For those of you, I mean, I love the cloud gaming community. It's amazing. When most of the gaming community is toxic, the cloud gaming community is nothing but supportive. Um, If you're afraid of losing that, join all these guys' discords. Because those are going to keep going even if Stadia dies. And you'll still have that community. That's true. That is true. And again, a lot of people are doing some awesome stuff. So definitely check everyone out. Um, but let's I move say, to X- except for except for Anthony with the Stadia Bash Community Network, he's super toxic, and you should avoid him at all costs. And now your mama knows that guy with the cowboy hat, terribly toxic. He's one of my streamers, and he forms a beef <laughs> with everyone. No beef. <laughs> I'm just going to jump on here. Unfortunately, in the Stadia community, we are seeing the, the, the opposite end of this now as well, as we've seen over the last couple of weeks. If we're going to be completely frank with the, the threats getting uh, sent to people as well, Stadia has now moved into normal fam, fanboy and boy, fanboys. It used to be nice a nice grown-up one, but we have moved on to where it is getting the extremes of both ends. Uh, so if we're going to be completely fair... Sure. Sorry about that, but I think I think it's worth bringing that up because I know some people have been subject to that, and uh, not just that journalist, but people within the the studio community as well have been subject to some nasty things. Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't do just don't be nasty to people. That's garbage people behavior. Don't be a garbage person. It takes zero effort to say nothing. It takes more effort to be mean than to say nothing. So just don't do that. Like, why is that hard? Just don't do that. Don't be a garbage person. There you just go. don't do that. Straight from Avery. All right, we, uh, we I, have like 10 minutes. Let's move over to xCloud. <laughs> There's a lot of news in that. 
All right, so and blah blah blah, Bethesda. Who cares? Move on. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have heard, right? Microsoft acquisition of Zenimax, uh, which brings in Bethesda. But if you guys don't watch that, uh, they they hosted a little press uh, event. Then do I thought that was probably one of the neatest things I've ever seen. Um, how the whole Zenimax studios, all the different branches were there. They were talking about how you know it was for them to be a part of Microsoft now is pretty cool. Um, anyway, the news that was brought through all of this is that 20 games are coming to Game Pass and 17 of them are coming to xCloud. And these are beloved games that uh, pretty much are, I mean, <laughs> these are great titles. I can't stress it enough. So um, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Doom, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom uh, 64, Doom Eternal, Elder Scrolls 3, 4, 5, Online, The Evil Within, Fallout 4, 76, Fallout New Vegas, Prey, Rage 2, Wolfstein, all of them. Um, but those are all the games that came to Game Pass, and 17 of those games came to the cloud, X Cloud. Guys, this is probably one of the biggest moves that we've seen in cloud gaming. And it, to me, what this state is, Microsoft is here to play. And they're not bullshitting around. No other way to say that. This is like, they're here legit and they want to be top dogs. That's what this is to me. But I'm going to check in with the panel, see what this move was like for you guys. Where are you guys excited about this? Are you guys Concerned because again, something else Phil Spencer said is that going forward, exclusives are pretty much going to stay in Microsoft, unless these contracts, of course, with other uh, companies right now. But going forward, that's the goal, and that's why this acquisition was made. But let's check in with the panel. How big was this move, and what are your thoughts about it? So, to get started, we'll start with Duncan on this one. Oh, I get to kick this off. This is going to be fun. Okay. Uh, I'll start it off controversial, as we as we do. We're just going back to our previous section. This is one of another reasons why I am really nervous um concerned about Stadia, because one of Stadia's biggest uh, third-party publishers, one of the major ones, is now not going to be coming to Stadia anymore because Microsoft have snapped them up. So from, from a Microsoft perspective, this is absolutely amazing news. Uh, I know there's been a lot of say, oh, this is bad news for the gaming industry. I, I'm of the opinion that it's not because this is going to allow uh, Microsoft, or sorry, Bethesda to actually go out there and experiment with games. They are no longer having to sell X amount of games because it's going to be in Game Pass now. Uh, game Pass is about long term you just so there's constant a lot of games on it and what this is also going to mean uh, as well is uh that uh sony is going to have to up their game which means microsoft's going to have to up their game and it's just going to be a back and forth so us as gamers as when we win and again going back to stadia with game pass now that library, which you pay whatever else you can get all access, is <laughs> it just pales in comparison to what not just Stadia but the other cloud providers are out there giving off. You've got the whole of the EA and it, or sorry, you've got EA play the light version, you've got all the Game Pass games, you've now got Bethesda games, you've now got uh. <laughs> 
the rumors are again speculation that uh, Ubisoft Plus Lite is going into Game Pass. We also hear about Outriders is possibly going into Game Pass. We are that pays for the console itself. Just all these games you can sit there and play, and that's your entry fee into that. And it, this is what Stadia and Luna and Sony and everybody is competing against now just the fast library and to bring back the old classic content is king and this is why we are going to have to wait uh, and see what is going to happen with uh, Stadia because I just I just think they're going to be rushing out here because they can't compete because they don't want to dump the money into it to just compete with uh, Xbox and I'm just really excited to see where all this goes. And one more tiny, tiny thing is with these Bethesda games here, something for longer plays for xCloud down the line. They've already confirmed five titles, which are going to get uh, upgraded to 60 FPS, which is, as we know, for cloud gaming, that is an absolutely major thing. I actually had this up here to to say what the games are, and I've lost them, but some of the older games are. But uh, that is something to keep an eye on with Microsoft pushing that uh, 60 FPS push, push that is something really really vital for client gaming yeah for sure I mean playing NBA 2k at 30 and xCloud is terrible but then going on my PC and playing it at 60 and 1080 huge difference um, so kudos good job Holtz checking with you sir all I can say is, of course, it's a big, huge thing. And to me, I'm like, good. I'm glad that Xbox has came out and said we're keeping these exclusives on this platform because for years, everyone's done it to Xbox, so it's now it's Xbox time. So <laughs> that's we've true. got the big titles. That's we want your money. Come over here. And that's great. This huge games that I've seen, I would recommend anyone to play any of them games because they're literally amazing games. And I'm so looking forward to walking around on my iPad playing Skyrim. I think that's the big title <laughs> that I'm actually going to dive in. But... When I look at all them games, it's all games that I've actually played over the past few years, and I don't think I'm going to actually dive into Game Pass just for these games. I'm really looking forward to how fast um, these games are coming forward. Like uh, maybe a new Doom, a new the new Elder Scrolls not coming to Game Pass, but at the moment I won't be diving into these games. Yeah. Because this year there's so much coming out that I'm actually already planning which games to play, and I don't think I'll have time to put these in. True. But the great thing about these, like, I literally logged on to my Game Pass account and was flooded with all these games. So it's like, if you already have Game Pass, you're good, right? Oh, these games are just these games at are your disposal. Yeah. yeah. These games are set for life. I love yeah. Elder, Sc- Elder Scrolls. I love Wolfenstein's and stuff like that. So you, these games can last for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. Sure. So definitely worth the value for the money if, for the games. That, if you could pick one platform... X Cloud and it's got a big, huge library and now Bethesda games. Yeah, true. Mark, what's your take on uh, Disney? Is I'll try and keep it short with three minutes left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, absolute power play. Um, am I surprised about the exclusivity stuff? Absolutely not. While the acquisition was pending, it was a very much PR front of, oh, we'll consider our options. And then obviously, yeah. when the second it was finalized, it's ours. <laughs> Can't have it. Um, what I was pleased to see, despite this list being so big, 20 titles, usually we, and it's what we complain about week in, week out, that spottiness with their, um, 
with their environment of this one's coming over here, but this one is only available here and here. 17 out of 20 coming to xCloud yeah. was a pretty big deal, and I was it quite was. happy with that. Of course, of the Fallout games, they gave us 76 and held back New Vegas. Why wouldn't <laughs> they? There has to be some disappointment in there. Um, but yeah, this week, the value of Game Pass Ultimate substantially rose for anyone who was like on the edge of, of um, making that decision of whether to join. Uh, my hope going forward is as, as they acquire more studios, we've already seen this is a very expensive venture, billions of dollars to acquire a, a studio. Um, by bringing those games into Game Pass Ultimate, I'm hoping they bring in enough people to recoup most of that spending and it's not a case of they put so much into it that they need to keep incrementally increasing the price of game pass because it's already at the higher end of the spectrum compared to the competition so they've got to be careful with that but right now it is worth that value 100 percent. yeah that's a great point mark prices might go up because of the you know investment they're making cool jerry uh what's your take on this news yeah, if you're a huge Xbox fan like me, ever since the original Xbox, and Phil actually worked on that team back with Microsoft on the original Xbox, which is probably why he's such a great head for them uh, now, uh, you're excited. What That event, like you were talking about, was great. That yeah. over over hour-long video, I mean, I watched every minute of that. I soaked in everything that the developers were saying that Phil Spencer had to say, and uh, I was really excited. Of course we're going to be exclusive. We all knew that the whole time. It, <laughs> it's it, Of course it's going to be. You think Sony's going to ever say, here, Microsoft, have a God of were have so it's not going to happen so why are they going to turn around and give the next doom to playstation or anybody and they say um they need to sell more copies no they don't they need to sign up more game pass they don't need to sell more copies of the game and be on playstation so we all knew that was coming uh it's great game pass was already the best value in gaming and yesterday it became even more solidified as the best value right. in gaming and those bethesda games they stream it extremely well on xcloud compared to the other games now i know there's the whole orion software thing purchase market had brought that up first and and things like that we don't know if any of that's like in these games yet from bethesda we don't know what kind of experiments they may have been doing but damn those bethesda games like i was playing doom eternal on xcloud on pc the the test app and compared to like some of the other games that were non bethesda i was blown away by just how smooth and good the the, good the games were so yeah exciting stuff I, i can't wait to see where xcloud gets to People are asking about the tech. Don't worry. It'll get there. We're still running on the test server blades, you know, and, and getting everything going. Trust me, by the time they fully, fully launch xCloud where it needs to be, we're going to be looking at 4K. We're going to be looking at Series X type graphics, and it'll be great. That's awesome. Thank you, Avery. What's your take on this news? Uh, there is no better deal in gaming than Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. There is no better deal in cloud gaming than Xbox, than Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And... All they need to do is improve the tech. Get us to higher quality streams. Get us to better latency. Get us to better streams in general. Expand the data centers. There will be absolutely no stopping them. Everyone else will always be a distant second. Uh, good, good to hear. Thank you, Avery. Ben, what's your take on this news? I, I mean, it, it's great news. I mean, like Jerry said, we all knew it's going to be exclusive going forward for Bethesda and Microsoft. Um, it was kind of obvious the way they were being hush hush about it and kind of you know dodging the question um but yeah once xcloud gets upgraded to series x server blades i mean it's 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 going to be the best thing out there and and honestly they're they're not they're, they're they have proven for the last several months 
that their main product now is no longer consoles. Their product is the subscription. People upgrade their consoles once every three to five years. If you pay $15 a month for three to five years, you've paid the yeah. price of the console and they don't have to pay for the hardware to sell it out. This is a yeah. way more profitable option for them in the long run. Somebody in the chat was talking about how they're going to be their own competition with with xCloud and, and, and everything. But if, if you look at the math and you look at everything, it's actually going to be more profitable in the long run for them this way. They can still sell games. They can still make the profit on that. But having a, having a service, having a library is going to make them more money than building the hardware, developing the the consoles for somebody that's only going to buy it once every five or six years. Good point. Good point. Guys, good discussion pieces, man. And again, Avery, it's great to have you on here. I mean, just your insight to that whole steady conversation was, was brilliant. So again, thank you for joining. And guys, thank you for watching. A lot of you guys were commenting, so we didn't get to all of them, but we were listening and watching. So appreciate you guys joining us. Um, but yeah, that's that's all we have for you guys for this week. We'll be back next week. Um, and I was we we have some guests lined up as well for next week. We'll let you guys know as uh, time gets closer. It's Mark's birthday. Okay, happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> oh no, this 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 was a few weeks ago, but this was very brief for next week. <laughs> oh, oh there thank you very much. While it's still inflated, I thought it was there in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's done like day. That's awesome. That's awesome. I right, fellas appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Till next time. Peace out.